0: greetings and welcome to the fantasy sultans for week number 8. I'm Trip Rogers along with Mike Scheck, and we are set to look into do a deep dive into fantasy football as we head into week number 8 in the NFL. Mr. Michael, how are we doing?
1: I'm doing well and we're getting ready for Halloween. So I want to say it was a scary and frightful week in the NFL <laughs> where we saw one quarterback being Bench due to poor play, another being knocked out due due to a knee injury, and on top of it, you had one that got concussed with a shocking blowout. And that was just a few of the highlights, and can we say, Tripp, that the Bengals are for real? I mean, can we say it that they're for real? Because right now, they're the number one team in the AFC, and the dynamic duo of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase continue to make defenses pay for it. Halloween's coming, orange and black, huh? Huh? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Meanwhile, it took a little over the third of the season, but the Patriots are finally coming together here now. Two years removed from Brady, seven games into the Mac Joan experience, and New England is gaining momentum. Now, last week's 54-13 to victory against the Jets... Well, we we don't know what to make it's of that because Jets. it is. I was it's just going to say, it is the Jets. But Hunter Henry scored a touchdown in his fourth consecutive game. And he's the first tight end to do so since Rob Gronkowski. So good rob things who? yeah yeah <laughs> well <laughs> rob rib that's what that's what we'll call him rob rib <laughs> and some nfl offenses went trick or treating early last week Yeah, titans running back Derrick henry taking a direct snap lofting a short touchdown pass to tight end miko pruitt mac jones a swing pass to kendrick Bourne, who Tossed a pass to Nelson Aguilar and Daniel Jones on the receiving end of a pass from wide receiver Dante Pettis. What What a scary week this was. Crazy week.
0: Yes, yes. A couple of things that stood out in my mind. First of all, I mean it's funny if you uh catch if you you and I are both in the New York area and you catch the New York papers and now I'm sorry they are dumping on the Jets a lot of people are off that bandwagon and questioning Zach Wilson questioning the hiring of the head coach um, they made a trade for Joe Flacco. Uh, they brought in a veteran quarterback, and a lot of people are saying, well, why didn't you do that sooner? That was something they thought the team needed because, obviously, when Wilson went out, that was not the answer. Uh, but the fact – and we, Mike, Mike and I did a, 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 clear cast, a color cast feed Sunday night of the Sunday night game, and one of the points we made in this – but, you know, I'm not surprised the Jets lost. But I'm surprised that New England put a fifty-two burger on them. Yeah. Or or fifty-four. I mean, I am just shocked they put fifty points on them. And and that to me, that that's troubling. That is troubling. In college football, you see it all the time because let's face it, there are the haves and the have nots. But in pro football, if a team scores fifty points on you and you only get, you know, less than less than 17 or 20. That's not good. That is not a good look for your team. And that says there there are problems with that Jet team, and that's bad. On the flip side, listen, Thursday night football, you got two of the best teams in the NFL going head-to-head. Is Aaron Rodgers for real? They've won six in a row. The Cardinals have won seven in a row. This is going to be an interesting Thursday night football game, and I'll be curious to see... Who does come out on top? And again, this is also one of the ongoing stories because the Packers have been hit with a COVID outbreak. They've lost Lazard. They've also lost Devontae Adams. And, and But Adams could play. He could play on thursday uh he has to get two tests and if he was vaccinated and he gets those two tests he had time to do it lazard went on the COVID list on tuesday don't think he's going to be back in the lineup for uh thursday night that's going to be important because they're also well they have not had uh, marquez valdez scantling but he may be back off the injured list he, he had heard his uh a couple weeks ago he's been out of the lineup but he may be back in on thursday night
1: Well, we're talking about injuries. You've got injuries to Miles Sanders, Saquon Barkley, Chris Carson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, David Montgomery, and Josh Jacobs. Kenyon Drake, Latavius Murray, Devonta Freeman- Le'Veon Bell and Tyson Williams they're all on a bye so we've got a pair of running backs to import this week on your trick-or-treat list first Kenneth Gainwell from Philadelphia he finished with five carries for 20 yards along with four catches and 41 yards and a touchdown in relief of the injured Miles Sanders now both Gainwell and Boston Scott had a nice performance against the Raiders but Gainwell played 51% of the snaps, with Scott only playing 33%. So I'd give the edge to Gainwell. Sanders is week-to-week with a low ankle sprain, Unclear how long it will be out, but the Eagles have a great schedule coming up. They play Detroit, the Los Angeles Chargers, and Denver. Second, Samaje Pirine, running back in Cincinnati. Now, Joe Mixon, he is the go-to guy, and Pirine is just simply a handcuff for Mixon, but he did carry the ball last week for 52 yards and a touchdown, and scored at least 14 PPR points the past two weeks. If Cincinnati's up big against the Jets, which, come on, I I think they're going to be. P. Ryan's (laughs) going to have some garbage time production, and that's going to help his numbers. Next, um, I want to talk about another import, and that is Nico Collins. He played 61% of the snaps, the second most against Texan receivers, five targets, catching two for a team-high 28 yards. He has 11 targets in his last two games, and he's getting more playing time. So it should get very interesting for the Texans. All right. And uh, let's talk about another one and another player to watch. Speaking of Texans, uh, yeah, Deshaun Watson, those rumors are heating up. We're getting close to the November 2nd deadline and multiple teams are interested in him. Now, one thing to note, if a trade does happen, the NFL could still keep him sidelined due to the 22 civil lawsuits that were filed against him over the past several months. But... If Watson plays this season, he would certainly return as a number one fantasy quarterback in all leagues. Now, whether or not you have the room to have him on your roster, this is definitely a move you want to consider. Finally, one th- oh, go ahead, go real, ahead. real
0: quick, just to jump in on that, that just Sean Watson thing. One of the things you also have to watch out for, yeah, it's something to stash a quarterback, but if you you're doing this to try and 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 play the game, if he gets traded and he plays, okay, it was a good move. If he gets traded and doesn't play, chances are it's basically uh you're done for the season so i don't again i don't necessarily say you want to trade an able body for a possible body but again if you only have one quarterback and your quarterback has a late buy you might want to make this move this could pay off dividends when you get to that point of the season because as you said mike this is this is the the, the, this is the murky waters we do not know what the nfl is going to do they haven't had to do anything because Houston has not dressed him, not put him on the active roster, so they haven't had to do anything yet. But again, there's, there, there's a conduct issue here, and the NFL is going to have to suspend him at some point.
1: Safe to say he's a risk-reward player?
0: Yes, yes. But again, it depends on who he goes to. The rumors are the Panthers and the Dolphins, again, both teams with quarterback issues, I, I I'm not sure. I, I think Miami might be a better fit because the Watson's more like uh, like like Tua then he is like Sam Darnold. I thought I think Sam Darnold's more of a of a, a a regular passer and I'm not sure if Watson is that guy. Uh Watson's more of a mobile quarterback, but either way, uh again, he's going to imp- he's going to improve either team. Uh, although I know it hurts me to say that, Mike, as I know you don't want to hear this about your Panthers, buddy, but you know, it's going to improve if he does go there.
1: All right, let's uh Let's export somebody, and that's Dawson Knox in Buffalo. Knox uh, broke a bone in his hand in Week 6. He's still recovering from surgery, so he'll miss this week's contest against Miami. And, you know, I mean, his first two games weren't the greatest. Weeks 3, 4, and 5, he had better performances. But um, I'm just wondering what this injury is going to do to him when he does return to the
0: lineup. All right, I'll tell you what, Uh, I'm going to go imports and exports and I'm going to have imports for you and I'm going to give you somebody to import if you have Dawson Knox on your team and you follow Mike's advice to export him. Mo Alley Cox, Sunday night, a coming out party for him. He's got four TDs in his last four games. He is very reliable. He scores in three of his last four games. And and despite a lower snap average, 50 to 60%, because Jack Doyle is still uh, the number one tight end in Indianapolis, uh, he continues to have 10 or more fantasy points due to his scoring each week. He's a guy to pick up, and he is available in over 90% of leagues. I'm going to give you another import, and you may, be, you may be surprised, and you want to see if he is on the waiver wire. Trevor Lawrence, bye week last week, may have been dropped by a lot of people who other obviously maybe needed a quarterback because a lot of people had bye issues last week. But this guy is starting to... He's starting to feel his oats and he's playing better as of late. His uh, he, he's doing rather well and and as a quarterback, his average he's averaging 19.1 fantasy points in weeks four to six. So he's got also a good schedule coming up. He plays at Seattle. Buffalo, that's going to be tough. Indianapolis, okay, that's going to be tough. San Francisco, although I, I'm, I wasn't overly in love with San Francisco Sunday night, but uh, they're, they're okay. I still think... Uh, Trevor Lawrence is a guy you want to try and import if you can, again, if you have quarterback issues. All right, let's go with the running back. Uh, Mike, you were talking about the Philadelphia situation with Gainwell. I'm going to go Boston Scott. Now, he only played four snaps with no carries the first six weeks of the season, but when Miles Sanders went out of the game Sunday, he posted seven carries, 24 yards, one touchdown, and one for five receiving. Now, the thing is, Gainwell is probably going to be the guy who gets added, but Scott is going to have carries if Sanders is out of the lineup. Now remember, Jordan Howard is still on their practice squad. But I don't think that Jordan Howard is going to be activated by the Eagles at this point. Now I could be wrong... Boston Scott might be a guy to pick up, and again, he is probably available in over 90% of the leagues. He'd be a good guy to pick up as a running back. And last but not least, Russell Gage for the Atlanta Falcons. He returned to the lineup in Week 7 after a month layoff because of an ankle injury, instantly stepped into the offense as a number three receiver behind Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. He had six targets for 87, uh, four catches, 87 yards in the Week 7 victory, 64% of the snaps. He was second only to ridley on the team matt ryan has attempted 35 plus passes in every game and he's averaging 40 over 40 attempts he has thrown for over for around 300 yards in most of his last five games gage gonna have some solid ppr value as a third option in that pass heavy falcons attack and ridley has been off all season so he could be more active than expected. Again, Russell Gage, wide receiver for Atlanta. Mike, as we head into week number eight, forgot to mention the buys this week. And you mentioned, touch on it real quick. Baltimore Ravens and the Las Vegas Raiders are off this week. We're going to have some heavy buys coming up. And again, you may want to try and work ahead because, uh, again, I'm sure there were so many people. The big storyline of week seven was. How many people had issues because you had to get pick up? I mean, I've never seen a week where I've had to pick up more players on more teams because of so many buys.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I think this goes back to the beginning of your draft with uh, preparing for buys. And when you draft, you draft the players, you know, getting depth in that position. Anywhere after round five all the way up to about round 11 or 12, that's where you build your depth on the team. You try to avoid many players with buys although you know in some cases it is not possible but this is where the success and the bye weeks help you win your league
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, That is going to wrap up our Fantasy Sultans for this week. Uh, It is, of course, week number eight in the NFL. You want a question or a comment about our podcast? Hey, feel free to email us. It's fantasysultans at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to join us every week. Our podcast is posted at 9 a.m. on Thursdays so we can keep you up to date and get you ready to win your league. For Mike Sheck, I'm Trip Rogers. We are the Fantasy Sultans.
1: And you are not.